Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Shout out, Jack Edwards. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. It was Rapa. It was Rapa. It's professional professional wrestling. wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, on this big backlash go home edition of the podcast. And you know it's special because joining us all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a very Knicks patriotic at the moment, SGG. Yeah, what's going on, P? What's going on, Dip? I, of course, I mean, listen, Hi man, there. who is it? Who is it, Nick's patriotic right now? I mean, besides yourself, obviously. Uh, then listen, guess what? I'm going to the game tonight, so you be oh, as so patriotic. There as, so there it is. Everybody, you, you, everybody listen, you can be as patri- patriotic as you want from far away, but I'm going to be up there <laughs> nice and close. I don't know how close <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll be in this, a suite, but I'm looking forward to it. And joining us from um, Los Angeles, California is 35 at 35 cardigan dipperstein dipperstein no, today, today's just a very nice light sweater it's a little overcast does a cardigan require uh buttons to be a cardigan yes mm. that's right. i mean come on i mean i can't see you're you're blocked completely, that's true we can't so see if there's buttons I, I, or not. I can't i i thought it might be a cardigan uh, I, I didn't realize it was just a light sweater um 
guess what? I'm wearing neither. They're never, I'm never wearing a cardigan. Let me just think about people of me and SUG's body types. You wear a cardigan, you're never being invited again. Okay. Yeah, it's you're it's sloppy tough. and fall. You have to be maximum size medium to pull off a cardigan. Okay. Yeah, or you got to just go with the oversized cardigan, which again, it still looks ridiculous. At- yeah, and that's like you're basically making it a jacket at that point. It's, yeah. not, it's not even not really a sweater. There was years that I wasn't a cardigan guy, and and now have become a cardigan guy. Yeah, and see, I'm the years, opposite. Your entire were- life until six months. <laughs> you're you're basically like Cypher Sounds, who who for his entire life, never wore a pair of Jordans. And then one day I showed up wearing a pair of Jordans and I never saw him in anything but the Jordans again. And it, <laughs> it was like, I think for Saif, it was like 39 or something. It was, it was a very I gotta say, big I, life change. I've never been a sneaker guy. You know, I don't understand the sneakers. I mean, I, I, I collected wrestling figures and somewhat still do for a, a, my entire adult life. So, and, and childhood. So I also have odd, uh, collections of things but i never understood the sneaker thing i know you were at sneaker con there's I whole was. cons about sneakers i, I you oh. know i frankly i think the whole thing's a big con uh but uh <laughs> is it jordan is, i'm too here's the thing i'm too short to wear a high top i can't wear high tops i'm i'm too tiny uh, short men uh cannot wear high tops in my opinion or, or look good in them so um i wear you know i've only worn depends how high the high things, top is yeah, I like it's like I, I can't wear a cowboy boot either. But it's, it's weird. You've you've now you've now cultivated a style where I can't even picture you wearing a real sneaker. You only hmm. wear like sort of fashionable sneakers. You don't wear like I don't think you have a pair of name brand uh, sneaker brand sneakers. I have one pair of it Adidas definitely has name brand sneakers. But... I have one yeah, pair of Adidas. You do? Which ones are those? Do I, do I recognize Which them? ones? Are they black and white? Oh, the, well, and, it's the ones that oh, I he doesn't on the plane. <laughs> Yo, you, the oh, one, oh, I know them. I know them. Sure, you know those. sure. And then I have one other pair. Okay, so you have two I, pairs of actual sneakers. Are For Jordans reason, comfortable? Are Jordans comfortable? Every Jordan's, I think so. It depends, Every though. Jordan's different, though. Every, every, every number Jordan is different. So uh, threes are very comfortable. Um, all threes. Ones, ones are ones are ones very, very. very comfortable. You think they're very very comfortable? I think ones are comfortable not to like work out in, but to go if you're going out for the night wearing them, you'll be in good shape. Um, Problems with me. I, I can't I can't wear an arch in the shoe. If the shoe has an arch, I need a flat footed sneaker. I can't do any arch. Ones are flat. No. Yeah. Yeah, ones will probably be just just perfect with it. Just stick yeah, with the ones. Yeah, ones would be fine. You you could get a you, you know what? I could actually see you wearing like a one low. A one they make, low. They, they make oh. they make they make low ones. I, I could see you wearing. You could have gotten since you're a very fashionable fellow. You could have gotten the new Travis Scotts that were black on black lows. What are they? Forty thousand dollars a pair? There's, no, no. They're, they're like re- retail's not bad if you could catch them at retail. But then Dip retail. is a guy that knows people who can probably catch them. Retail. I mean, if you get, you mean if you mean if Dip wants to do a lottery, if he feels like I don't think Dip would have to do a lottery though. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Dip would have to do a lottery. I think. Let, Dip let me just say, place a couple I of see. phone calls, and then you know, right there. I would be one of those phone calls, and guess what? I didn't get the black on black, so he'd be struggling. <laughs> I see these people standing in the lines for the sneakers. 
And I think I could never in a billion years conceive of camping out for a pair of shoes. Well, at I this mean, point, though, the people nuts. standing in the line are guaranteed the sneakers, right? Don't they do raffles for you to even get to show up yeah. at the door? Yeah, yeah but yeah, still, so. I mean, I still am not standing out. No matter how much I like the sneakers, it's not happening. But Dip, you nullified the entire conversation and, and described why there's no point in even having this conversation when you said that you collect wrestling figures. So That's right, yeah. So there's no, I mean, his wrestling figure collection is complete though. He's got every LJN with every accessory. It's that he needs a new. Is he going to move on to Hasbro's? It, it, it doesn't matter. The idea of saying that one doesn't understand any other person's version of collecting something is nullified when the thing that you collect is literally that of a child's toy. That, that's it's sort <laughs> of the it's sort of the 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 bar of of weird collecting um welcome everyone to the program um we're gonna draft we're doing the cheap heat draft today oh, um I, here i'll go first drafting the first selection of the first round of the cheap heat podcast cheap heat selects sgg Woo! oh my god that's oh, right no, hold on here comes here comes oh. sergeant slaughter the 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 second pick the first pick of the first round of Cheap Heat, the Cheap Heat podcast is Dipperstein. Oh, wow. I can't believe that this is happening to me. What a fantastic day for the Dipperstein family. Um, we've, we've been very critical of the, uh, of the draft in years past, if I recall. But this year's draft highlighted not only how it the actual draft process is by its very nature, not exciting, but also guys, I haven't looked at the finals yet with the exception of the random NXT talent that was selected mostly yesterday. Is it me or do like both rosters look almost the exact same? It is not just you. I was going to say something similar to that, that a lot of people went, a lot of people were drafted to their pre-draft show already notably Seth Rollins right Roman Reigns went back to Smackdown with the entire bloodline Seth Rollins back to Raw Cody Rhodes back to Raw <laughs> you know what I mean Judgment Day still on Raw in its entirety Rey Mysterio and uh, LWO back on Smackdown I'm I'm actually struggling to think of who moved besides the champions um, if you if Gunther. you're a champion Gunther moved um and if you were a champion the biggest move if you are a champion, you definitely switch shows, uh, which Gunther is. Gunther's the Intercontinental Champion. Correct. Um, but yeah, if you didn't have a championship. Oh, and uh, the OC, they moved to SmackDown, I believe. But other than when that. When did Mia Yim become a member of this faction? Did I miss something? A long there? time ago. Yes, you missed it at least missed a that. year ago. You're, I mean, you're forgiven for missing it. I wouldn't say yeah. it's been a huge part of the product over the last year, but it was a long time ago. I mean, they made a big deal of it when she, when she did join. I don't even remember this. The men were off the air. So that's what you might've, you might've thought she was out of it. Or there was some distance because the men in the OC, which is three fourths of the member weren't on the air, but, but yeah, when she came back, they made a big deal of her being in the, my, uh, here's my favorite part of the draft is that the first pick of the draft, Made no sense. They started the opening pick to start the whole thing. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Uh, they have never. Do they have a close association? Of course they do. Yeah. 
at any point have they tagged together? No, they have not. Technically There's, war games. Technically in war games, they were in a multi-man tag match together. Sorry. The two of them have never been a team together in any sort of way. They're on a general team together. Well, they almost were a team, but Brock's fucked it up. Back to the point that I was making. They've never <laughs> oh, been April, a tag team. The day after Mania. <laughs> they've never been a tag team. This is not. So the uh, the first thing in the draft made me go, well, what are the rules of the draft? Like, you could just pick people who like each other and they go together. Well, Roman refused to be drafted without. So, I mean, come on, P. You, under, you understand. You go nowhere without your agent. I mean, he. But that, hold on. He was included, too. Well, yeah, exactly. Heyman, Heyman was also included. <laughs> exactly. It's not solo. But you make sure, you know, you make sure that the team goes where you go. That's wrong. You, you understand the know. boss move. Roman pulled the boss move. I, I know that you thought the draft was stupid, so I don't know if you're playing along just because you, for fun's sake. But Well, listen, somebody has to somebody has to bring the power of positivity to the draft. That was, <laughs> it was, it it was, was absurd. Listen, the draft has always been rough. This one was particularly rough. I just don't understand... You know, like I, I used to understand more why they didn't quite get it because Vince McMahon is not a big sports fan. Like he's not a true sports fan and the draft is a very sportsy thing. So I would have thought maybe this year it, it goes into a more sportsy direction. And yeah, it just was, again, I, I just didn't know what was happening the whole time. And then the net result was I have one thing I'm excited about. Pretty deadly on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's but I, it. I wish Pretty Deadly went to Raw, quite honestly, because I, I I feel like the combination of Pretty Deadly with Seth Rollins. Uh, I, I, I think that something. was a good idea. I saw you put that in the chat. Could be I, something. I, pretty Deadly and Seth would have been cool. So, I, I, also, uh, oh, Grayson Waller got drafted to SmackDown. Also, it was an off-air Raw talk pick. I think he was the literally last pick of the draft, but he got. Drafted how, to SmackDown. But by the way, how was Waller the last pick? When there are other people who have like literally practically never been on NXT who were drafted. Yeah. Grayson Waller's one of the bigger names on, on NXT. Yeah. He went after people who I legitimately was like, they, they weren't on stand and deliver. Looking at my, looking at my notes. notes. <laughs> Dipperstein, I take it you really enjoyed the draft. It's hard for me to even comment on it out of fear of my head exploding like an alien in Mars Attacks. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not uh, it, it's not proper television. I don't even know what it was. It was like a cringe of the highest level. I couldn't even watch it. It was like I, I, it was hard for it was hard to watch. Well, luckily for WWE, uh, the the writers went on strike recently, so we're gonna we're gonna be losing some proper television, so they could get away they can get away it, with it, it right just, now. It just honestly didn't make sense. I, I I don't like all the all the points you're making are obvious, um, and true. And the, the the they don't compete against each other. We've said this on the air. Right. The two of the two brands don't compete against each other. There's no competition. So what is the purpose of the draft? They should just one day v Triple H can come out and say we're shaking up the rosters and just list them on the Titantron and say these are the new. This is where everyone's going. You know. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. almost rather have them do what they did a few years ago. Even though at the time I thought that was stupid, also. But relative to this, I'd prefer it, which is on the draft night, people's music hit and they just come out. Like, I don't even need the elite. They have people reading the, the 
the representatives are the same from each team. Like there's no separation whatsoever. Uh, and Teddy Long, Teddy Long was representing Raw one night and then SmackDown the other night. Um, and there was another person they repeated. Oh, RVD. Yeah. It was, listen, I get it. It's an excuse to just have, you know, people come back. But like, I think Dip's right. If you want to call it a shakeup, call. And didn't they do that once? They did. They didn't did they the superstar shakeup. call shake it up. a shakeup, superstar shakeup, and not a draft? Yep. If, if we're going to do it this way, it might as well just be a superstar shakeup. There, there's no need for the draft. Oh, and this is my number one. This may be my number one pet peeve going back since I got back into the product now, which is 18 years ago, which I can't believe. They, when they try to pop the, the crowd in attendance by putting over the specific show that they're on. I know. And yeah. that's why so-and-so is going to be exclusive right here on Monday Night yeah. Raw. The, the fans would have gone if it was SmackDown. It, it doesn't matter. They're just your fans. Would it have been a f- more effective if they they played it as like, oh yeah, network network executives from Fox and USA have come into WWE headquarters and demanded blah, 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 and then like did it that way? Okay, Dip shaking his head no. I'll say this. If they had done that in some way that felt like remotely real and not like when they get a quote therapist on the show, like right. it felt like there were real executives doing it and the and the shows ended up completely different to me that would then be something okay like literally someone comes in and right away is like roman reigns raw like we're just everything is going that might have been something and what i noticed too last night was um eric bischoff was with rvd and they both had like their notes on the podium and eric bischoff was peeking over at rvd's draft picks and i'm like it doesn't matter if you're gonna unless you're gonna look at this paper say you know what that's actually a good pick we'll take him for raw but it doesn't didn't happen because they're not like dip said they're not competing it's the whole thing is preposterous i don't understand why they do this oh yeah 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 <laughs> it gets a lot of yeah yeah for me i gotta be honest <laughs> what about i gavolt and himmel oh it's, please it's i yeah yeah i think it's this goes beyond a gavolt and himmel really I don't know. In this case, the highest, yes. the highest level ay, 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 is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, the yeah. highest level. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Yeah. So honestly, I just I hate to do it. I hate to be this guy. You guys know. I, I think we all try to be pretty positive on the show. I don't I mean, know. Listen, guys, the checks aren't going to come through if we <laughs> if we not. Yeah. I mean, you know what it's like to shill here. Yeah. Um. No, but like, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I I work at WWE. I'm very proud to work there. Uh, every once in a while, though, I have to just say the draft is not for me. I, I need, I want, I wish that I wish they could task me. They'd go, Peter, next year, can you come in and and we want to do the draft the right way? I could, I could come up with a way to make it work. Now you're already hobbled by the fact that there are only two shows that don't really compete against each other very much, so that's already kind of a problem. The draft. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the draft, but there's like a whole lot of different teams that are drafting <laughs> right and at no point does the person come out and go john jenkins quarterback from michigan drafted by michigan oh he's staying at michigan that's <laughs> right. not that's not how how drafts work <laughs> 
There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. But I will tell you something I am excited about, and that is what I would normally call like sort of a secondary, second-tier pay-per-view PLE, premium, premium live event in Backlash, feeling kind of mage this year because of the Puerto Rico of it all. And yeah. the fact that we have a couple of matches on here that are pretty mage. I'm very excited for Brock Lesnar and Cody Rhodes to be uh, finally getting together because I can't take another police pull-apart, you know, security guard pull-apart in the ring. This is a big pull apart storyline. They're pulling and pulling and pulling. <laughs> they can't think, be pulled anymore. Do you think every once in a while, whether it's a women's uh, storyline or men's, someone just goes in the meeting, guys, let's just make it a pull apart one. And they go, it's like pull <laughs> apart bread. So. They go, it's a pull apart. And they go, what do you mean? Every week we'll just have them run towards each other and people pull and they jump and they pull and they jump. Why doesn't it happen with every story? I, I what it, I think what the, if we wanted to compare it to something, you know, it, it's like a bagel that's not all the way cut. They try to cut the bagel completely, but they have to. You have to rip the ends, like still, like you know, mm, to get mm -hmm. it completely uh, two halves, and that's what they call. That's what they're doing. I, I don't know why you do that though. When the pull apart bread is sitting right there for you, and I got to tell you, where did I? Oh, 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 oh! I know where I just had the pull apart bread at the. Um, at the uh, wonderfully named SW at the win in Las Vegas. Oh, we love Let me, uh, that steakhouse, don't we? Let me tell you something. The pull-apart bread of the century. <laughs> I know. I've had it. I've had it. It's With made. the spreadable deli Is there anything better when you're like hung starving, when you're confirmed, absolutely starved up a storm, is there anything better than like really delicious pull apart bread with with like spreadable soft butter. Oh. The only thing worse, the okay, okay, the answer is yeah, no, it's fantastic. But let me tell Not you so something: bad. if you're a restaurant and you're putting hard as rock butter on the table for people to spread it on soft bread, Ugh. there's something yeah, calls it down, down. shut it down. 
there's something going on at your restaurant that isn't working. And okay? do you know what I do? You know what I do in a situation like that? If, I, if I'm that desperate and hungry, I will take the hardened butter from the practically frozen butter packet that you've, you've been given. Yeah. And I will take said bread and basically just wrap it around the hardened butter and smush it together to make what I'm <laughs> you're doing. The, get a little, you're, you're trying the, to get a melt. You're doing the wraparound smush move. The, the old wraparound smush. By the way, um, SG, uh, Dipperstein missed one of Natalie's best moments on the, on the podcast last week. Oh, the tust. <laughs> when she told us that the Hebrew word for what she was eating at the time, which was toasted bread and cheese. And she says, oh, in Hebrew, we call this toast. And I said, that's just what your family says. That's toast it's with toast. a U. That's toast. right. It's, it's toast. It's toast. <laughs> Oh boy. By the way, guys, very exciting news in, in just a, a week from Saturday, Natalie and I have the big wedding taste test. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. The ceremonial taste test. Oh yeah. Oh, bring, you gotta test the te test the cake. You gotta, you gotta test oh, this. Oh yeah. And you know Listen, what they do with the, it's, the it's, cake, apparently? They say, I don't know if you uh did this SGG on when you do a remote wedding like that, but they they oh, say they, uh, they said, well, that was just an excuse for you to take another vacation. Let's be honest. Oh, that was did. just for an extra. Listen, we had to trip. make sure that everything was on point. So they, 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 they charge you like for the cake, for the cakes, they have to make the cake. So they charge you $25 per cake, but then you can keep the cake. Oh, oh yeah. that's mage. I know, but I have to give it away. What am I? I'm trying to get thin for a wedding. I can't be keeping wedding cakes around. I'll finish the entire thing. All right. If, I if, mean, if the food's as good as I've been told. I, I've been getting told so many positive things. I'm going to be sitting there. Don't you worry, everyone. I want everyone to know I'm going to be very diligent during the taste testing. Okay. Very <laughs> diligent. Listen, like, yeah. I, I'd argue that the taste test is yeah. the best of the pre-wedding stuff that you have to do. Like bachelor party's cool. Oh, oh got it. You know, looking at you the like menu's the taste test better than the bachelor party? The... Uh, it's the, SGG we're the, talking the about. The mini feast, the the mini the private mini feast is just amazing. Well, and you got to enjoy that too, because you know on your wedding day you're not gonna end up eating that much. You're exactly. gonna miss a lot. You're gonna miss a lot because you're schmoozing and schmoozing. The private mini feast is awesome. My you know what my favorite part leading up to the wedding so far has been? Uh just nagging the hotel repeatedly for information and not getting it. That's my personal. <laughs> Listen. Repeated emails without replies, begging to, I'm begging to give you money. My friends, my friends and family are begging to just line up to give you thousands of dollars. Can I get a response to an email? All right. So um, we will get into the backlash of it all. By the way, kickoff show at, at seven o'clock uh, standard time. It's Eastern standard time. And then the PLE starts at eight. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this. What match are you guys uh, most excited about? I'll, I'll start by saying, I, I think I'm excited to see what Bad Bunny and Damian Priest do I think in, the, I, in the street fight. I think I, I'm with you. I mean, just looking at this card, there's a few matches to get excited about, but the Bad Bunny, Damian Priest street fight is the one that I'm that I'm most excited to see. Probably because Bad Bunny's not not a traditional wrestler. I want to see how crazy he's going to get. I heard through yeah. the grapevine. Okay, you've heard through name the grapevine. Sources. There was a grapevine that uh, Damian Priest 
is preparing poison carrots uh, <gasps> for the match. Oh, if that happens, what are by your the thoughts? way, if that happens, match is over. Like the, the second you're saying the second the bunny walks out, he looks down on the ground. He sees a bunny. I mean, he sees a carrot. He grabs the carrot. He can't resist. He's a bunny. Can't, op, he obviously can't resist. It he's a rabbit. A, uh, he's a rabbit. He eats the carrot and face plants right there. Yes. Yes. Wow. If he, he listened to Cheap Pete, would he know that this is about to happen to him? That's what he should do. Um, that's called Anything a San goes. Juan. It's a street fight. It's a San Juan street fight, guys. That's not any street fight. That's a San Juan street fight to you and me, okay? Are the weapons going to be different? Is that what makes it a San Juan street fight? Uh, SGG, I believe the proper way to describe that is the street fight is uh, take whatever city you're in doing a live event and put the name in front of the word street fight. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I have been to a New York City uh, street fight before. I have been to a Chicago street fight before. Okay. Uh, this will be a San Juan street fight, and I believe it will be the same. Same weapon, same everything. I believe so. I believe so. They'll both right. just beat the living hell out of each other. I am super curious. And they did say something curious on the broadcast last night. They did say something about, oh, Ray comes out and talking oh, yeah. about the street fight said, and anybody from the judgment day who tries to get in bad, I mean, in, in, in bad bunny's way, something like that. So it seems as though the LWO has bad bunnies back. That's what it appears like to me. And you are, maybe it's you daddy Yankee. Have, oh, that would be Manch. Are we very getting new. daddy Yankee at the pay-per-view? <laughs> That's a very good point. Cause Zelina Vega is in a match against Rhea Ripley. Yep. I'd like to say it right now. If Zelina Vega comes home, from Puerto Rico as the women's champion, it would be arguably the biggest upset in the history of the business. Thoughts? I'm down for it. I'm here for it. Oh, I'd be made. I mean, well, we always say an occasional thing like that that makes you go, oh my God, what did I just see? Is is cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, they're gonna do it, but I agree it would be it would be mage. It would be up there among the biggest upsets you've ever seen, though, no? Yeah, I was trying to think and I can't think of one. It's not happening. That uh that will top that off the top of my head right now. Um, Bianca Belair has a match versus EO Sky with damage control. I'm going to go ahead and say that. And that's for the... So have they officially switched titles yet? Not yet because the draft rosters don't go into effect until after the PLE, the Monday Night Raw after the PLE. So it's possible that both champions could lose their titles, and then the titles stay on their proper shows, right? Because Sky, I believe, was drafted to Raw with the rest of Damage Control. Right. And Zelina Vega was drafted to SmackDown um, with the rest of the LWO. LWO. Which is absurd that SmackDown was able to take, like, six people with one pick, by the way, they just said. And by the way, Rhea Ripley being the SmackDown Women's Champion, it, it already was, didn't make, she's already been a Raw superstar. Yeah, she was ne- she, she was a SmackDown superstar in name only, just yeah, in the lead up to the WrestleMania main correct. event. Match. She started showing up there just in the in the story with with Charlotte. So uh, Bianca versus Zio, um, I, I think I, I think all of us would be shocked if that was anything but a standard issue title defense for Bianca Belair. Um, 
The Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Bronson Reed match is kind of fun. If I know Dipperstein well, I'd say that is the match he might be looking forward to. Yeah, that'd be great. That's going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm into Bronson Reed, I think, now. I, I'm turning the corner on that. I think I'm do starting I, to get into it, too. Yeah, so I think that he'll, Do I think that it's going to amount to a world heavyweight title run? No. Um, but uh, if can I see him veering a little bit into my one of my guys' territory? I would say potentially. Wait, you don't think but, Austin, oh, Bronson Reed, you said, wasn't going to get a world heavyweight title run? No. Okay, yeah. I don't see that either. Not yet. Not yet. He the needs, landscape yeah. of WWE have to completely shake up to a point where like certain people are, are either gone or part-timers before I think Bronson Reed um, gets close. I can tell you, I might be able to see Cameron Grimes having a big career. Really? Cameron Grimes. What am I saying? What uh, are you saying? What's his, not Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Cameron Grimes, I can see having a big career, too. He's entertaining. Uh, but I don't know why no, you would have pulled him name? out the air. Bronson no. Reed, is that who we're talking about? No. What, NXT guy who we hung out with. Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. Grayson. I get those names confused for some reason. I don't know. I can see <laughs> yeah, Grayson. for some, for some I, reason, I, I the see, only explanation. <laughs> I, I, I get that. I, I've done that before. Um, I think Grayson Waller could have a big career. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I think there's think something there potentially. There's huge upside with him. Like he's he has the two things that you want that you can build off of. He he does both um really well really early on is that he's he's captivating, entertaining on the mic and he's great in ring. Um, and also and he's, he's only going to get better. Guy. He is a great guy. He is a great guy. <laughs> who are the other people? Who are the other NXT people who were drafted SUG. Can you look for that? NXT we... Women's Champion Indy Cartwell was drafted. Um, strangely, NXT's Women's Tag Team Champions were also that was drafted. Painful. When, when they drafted them and then they came out, they got interviewed and then the other two challenged them. I mean, that was a pain. Well, a yeah, because the other two also got drafted. KC Squared, um, the tag team that I believe they beat for the mm. championship. No, because they, they were just like... They also know. got drafted. They were not good on on screen there. That was not a good moment. It's bizarre. Odyssey was, Jones was, also got drafted. He appeared on NXT a handful of times, I want to say. So Braun Breaker doesn't get drafted? Braun Breaker did not get drafted. No, Odyssey. Yeah, no, no Braun or Carmelo. Odyssey Jones, of course. Odyssey Jones. And was Cameron Grimes in NXT? He was already on the main roster, right? I can't recall, but he got drafted as well. But I don't know if he was already on the main roster or if he was was back in NXT for a time. Well, I would I I don't have much more to say about the random NXT drafting. I listen, I get why you have to move some people on like you you're saying they're not going to become huge stars in NXT. We want to see what they can do on the main roster or they've been around for a while, it's time to move on. I just don't know that they need the draft moment. Maybe the draft makes sense. Maybe it will help catapult them that they get drafted as opposed to just randomly appearing. No, it's lazy. They should be putting these people into real storylines and making them meaningful the moment they get in. Not, you know, they should be, it should be a surprise. They don't, we don't have to hear their random name on a Raw or a SmackDown. Well, I'll say this though, the the surprise NXT call-ups have been hit or miss, right? Like, because half the audience is like, who the hell is this? You know what I mean? Or more than half, I would even say, is like, who the hell is this? And then it's up to the talent to either, you know, prove themselves and, and rise above that first initial, we don't know who this guy is, or give them a soft introduction on the main show to at least let people know this person from NXT, this show that you may or may not have been watching, 
is on the way. Now, is just drafting them the way to do that versus, um, you know, vignettes? Or is it the draft and vignettes? I don't know. But just dropping them on the show, I don't think, has been the answer for a good amount of, of NXT talent. Well, and a lot talents. of these people, if they showed up on the show, you wouldn't know who they were. So, right. I mean, if, that's, that's, if Odyssey that's I Jones walked out next week, you would still need the explanation either way. Right. Yeah, um, so at least the draft, they get a graphic. Uh, I think a video package or a vignette would be better, but just dropping them on the show, like having them show up backstage is, is not the move. Um, also, the um, the Jinder Mahal faction got drafted. Oh, yes. Jinder's They're back going on to the roster. Uh, let's see. And yes, you're right. Casey squared to Raw. Cameron Grimes to SmackDown. Pretty deadly to SmackDown. Zoe Stark to Raw. Oh, nice. JD, JD McDonough to Raw. They took a lot of people. Indy oh, I think Hartwell JD McDonough went last week, right? He went at the supplemental draft after SmackDown. Yeah. Alba and Isla to SmackDown. And now that struck, that struck me as strange why the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions ended up on the main roster along with their main challengers. So is the NXT Women's Championship, Women's Tag Team Championship, excuse me, is that no more? Is that just going to become the SmackDown Tag Team Women's Championship? I would think not. I would think that title gets left at NXT. Would they, would they unify it? Would they just kill it off and just have one Women's Tag Team Championship again? Well, what do you mean? Would they unify it with the Raquel and Liv's Tag Team Championship and then NXT? No, they just won't be champions anymore. They'll relinquish. It's over. Yeah, it's over. They're relinquishing it. They're, they're gone. They're in the big time now. It's good night and good luck. They, the, the, I like the wrestlers who are not included in, in any draft. Yeah. So um, they didn't draft Randy Orton. No. Alexa Bliss. Nope. No, she's taking uh, time off, they, they said. Almost. Well, she's supposed to be exactly back in a minute. Was Omos not included? Omos is a free agent. He was not drafted. How would that be possible? No, he was drafted. Yeah, he was. I saw. Uh, I saw it this morning when I looked. No, they're declared a free agent. It says. Are you, really? Oh, maybe that's what I saw. But I saw his name on some some list. Hold on. Uh, it said during night one supplemental draft, it was revealed that MVP negotiated their free agent status to maximize oh. Omos's visibility on both brands. Ugh. What is that all about? They want to be able to move him back and forth. I don't know. I, I know, but what does that mean? Does that mean he's more made? Does that I, mean I think gonna... so. It's certainly not a less mage thing because yeah. th th there's no world in which he wouldn't have been drafted. Like he would have been drafted. I think it's because they want other things for him. That's so interesting though with the free agencies because you have people who are moved into free agency because they weren't drafted at all. Mm -hmm. And then you have Brock and Omos who are like, well, we negotiated to also have the same status as these people who weren't drafted. Now, hopefully that means that we actually see the people who negotiated their free agency on both shows versus the people who were like thrust into free agency by not being chosen. And then we might not see them at all. Oh, I feel sparingly. like, or, or we will see them. They just haven't decided what's happening with them yet. <laughs> like, and they'll just randomly pop up and they weren't included. You know, that, that I, I tend to think, cause they don't, they don't, draft everybody so anyways um 
Austin Theory, Lashley, and Bronson Reed should be fun. That's a triple threat for the WWE United States Championship. Rollins versus Omos, um, which sort of feels a little bit like secondary to me right now after Rollins' match with Solo Sokoa yesterday. Like, Omos kind of feels far away. Like, I was kind of like, I would have liked him to be involved in that somehow instead of it just evolving again into a everyone's favorite schmazola of 2023, which is just Sammy and KO and the Usos. I mean, I'm by getting the way, sick of this already. Enough is got, enough. Sorry. You got to say, thank God they separated them. Yeah. Yes. How separate they are they to- though? Sammy and KO have the SmackDown tag team championships right now. So they'll at, at least see them for a little while more because they have to, uh, unless, Oh, they have both. You mean because they? Yeah, because they. Because then, what's happening with that? <laughs> so, so much confusion around these championships. <laughs> the draft. Although we do know that the new championship is on Raw. Yes, I think we all can acknowledge this particular moment is as confusing a period as there's been in a while. Yes, right at this very moment, like what's happening with titles and who's where and what's what. And then we have a PLE coming up this week and no, it, and everything switches the next day or two days later, I should say. And it's, it's so unfortunate, right? Because at least in the months leading up to this period, the confusion was actually intrigue. Like, oh, I don't know who's going to, like, who's going to beat Roman. Can Cody do it? Uh, what's going to happen with this? Is Ray finally going to pop off on Dom? Like, it's intrigue. And now it's just like, Head scratching confusion around your championship scene. <laughs> like, yeah, the entire scene now. It's the women's champions are wrapped into this by switching shows, uh, the tag team championships, men and women, uh, the world wow. titles. There's only, th- there's only one thing you can do when you're dealing with this sort of confusion. Male. Brian says, uh, the egg everything conundrum. Is that enough Perfect. about you, Dip? Yep. <laughs> he says, so I have a hot and fresh bagel take that may put me at odds with the cheap heat crew. The egg everything is unnecessary. Your standard everything bagel already has, well, everything. Sesame, poppy, salt, onion. It's a flavor battle royal where the ring is so full you can't even follow the action. It actually is the perfect metaphor for Dip's wrestling takes. <laughs> nothing at this year's mania was an egg everything because they were just good wrestling feuds punctuated by really good res- wrestling matches dip needs a Russo style swerve or turn or love triangle or some other RIP Jerry Springer adjacent esque nonsense. It's too much. And it doesn't really make sense just as you don't need to g- to gild the Lily. You don't need the egg. You don't need to egg the everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh this I th- did SGG write this uh, write this post? Because it, it's a crazy take. Uh, well, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, an egg everything is a is a great is a great storyline or a great piece of television. That's what an egg everything is in wrestling. And I'm just I'm looking for something that can be defined as an egg everything. And to say that you just need an either an egg everything or an egg bagel and aren't looking for an egg everything if you're a bagel lover is a crazy thing to say. I kind of agree with the listener. I think the egg. Get out of here. Well, I agree with it about Dip's take sometimes, but not about the bagel. Because 
The egg flavor and the egg everything changes the base flavor of the bagel. But you get it, you it's get not an egg bagel, which stuff. is made. You love ever we love egg bagels. Can we agree upon loving egg bagels? Yeah. I love it. I love egg bagels. I can't say that I taste the egg though. Does anyone really taste it? No. Well, it's you know, it's a different flavor of bagel. It's doughier. It's like a, it, it is doughier, like, like right. It's like doughier. That's it. It's it's just like slightly different and it's yellow. Let's be honest. It's, it's yeah. slightly different and it's yellow. Yeah. Which is beige. <laughs> tell me no, no, none of you could tell me the it's flavor more okay, okay. Let, let's just distill this down to the facts you like you if given the choice you would rather choose an egg bagel than a plain bagel yes absolutely yeah. no hesitation okay. okay now would you rather choose an everything bagel or an egg bagel I do an egg bagel yeah that's the thing for me that's Peter? very close it's it's right on the line. I know you're going to say line. you all. For you, it's always in everything, which sums up the way you feel about wrestling storylines. <laughs> which is why that has I to be in everything. The, which is why I agree I'm with the a, But I'm saying, I'm I'm saying I just a, thought you were going to say that everything, you would choose everything. So why wouldn't right. you put the two top choices together? And you have an egg everything. I, I, I would I like a pumpernickel everything. Ooh. <laughs> Never seen that before. <laughs> pumpernickel everything? Okay. No, yeah. that's that's too much. They, they, the, the, if that were to happen, it was like the idea of Hogan and Flair in like 1990. The industry would fall apart. The industry would collapse if they did a puffer. <laughs> I, I had a um, I, while we're on the topic, I had uh, one of my dear friends and coworkers, Billy Books. He asked me. He's a, his name's Will, and he sells books, so we call him Billy Books. Uh, yeah. I call him Billy Books, and it's it's totally stuck. It's he wants. He's a big. He's you a don't big have pecker. to put over your nickname as you give the nickname. Just say the nickname and keep going. Well, it's a ridiculous thing to call somebody. So, you know, I figured Billy I would give an explanation. No, it's, it's, it's Mage. It's, it's a great name. Keep going. Okay. So he, he listens every week now. He's a, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't like wrestling. He, 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 um, he listens for the, the bagel, the bagel talk. A lot and of people he, love the bagel talk. Yeah. And he wants us to cover the difference between people that put a thin film over the bagel of cream cheese and the clumpers. Me, myself, a clumper. I'll clump it right on. Well, what do you mean? I, I, yeah. I think there are only really two ways to think of this. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're like watching your weight. So you don't put as much on or you're having a fuck it moment and you just stuff as much cream cheese on there as you can. No, I've never just put a thin film over. I always layer it and put a lot of cream. cheese. I like a lot of cream cheese. Well, if you were on a diet, I guess if you were on a diet, you wouldn't be eating the bagel in the first place. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's fair. Well, but who by choice wants to have less topping? Like, I just want a tiny bit. I want to be, I, who goes, who goes, I want to be struggling. I want to have bites where there's no cream cheese whatsoever. And I'm wishing that bite had more cream cheese. No, what I kind think, of, no, no, uh, I, what think, is I think it's a thin film around the whole thing of the cream cheese, a very thin layer. Ugh. So you never yeah. have enough. I don't, I don't like the sound of this at all. Uh, I, I Listen, it gets done. And when it's done, I'm disgusted. You know what else bothers me? I, and this happens all the time. It's very common. It's most common, but I actually still don't like it. I don't like when you get the bagel sandwich made and they put all the cream cheese on one side and the other side's just bare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, all the anything oh. on one side. I, I Give me, I'll take Butter a little bit on both sides. Great point. Whatever I don't like a bare sides. side. But it, by the way, once I see the bare side, I go, okay, well now I'm just not going to eat that side. I'll save the calories. I don't even need it. I don't need it. Give me cream cheese on both sides. Agreed. Male. Let me see if there's. While well, we still have dip. Okay. Oh, this is a this is a Troy the Goy question. Troy the Great Goy. 
Uh, hey, fellas, I'm going to keep this short and sweet to allow more time for discussion. If TGG. Or <laughs> TGG, to move, I like it. Yeah, TGG is a great guy. Or to move the show along if it's not something you want to dwell on, as my email concerns Troy and his quest for love. And this is an attempt to out him, but something that might help him along his path. Oh, great. I'm not going to be able to read this. I, 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 no. Right. Yeah. Be Hold careful. on. Everyone wait for a second. Hold on. Did that go where T I think it was going to go? <laughs> Okay. TGGG. Troy, the great guy. Good. <laughs> yeah. TGGG. Yeah. I think he's suggesting that maybe there's more sexual exploration out there for, for Troy, the guy. I'm not saying it's inappropriate, but I don't think it's where we're at right now on this podcast. We're going to stay with some. But he addressed that though. He addressed that. Male. Um, yeah, he addressed, he addressed that. That's already there. Yeah. We, I, I'll get into the details of it later. Um, let's see. <laughs> Trevor writes us about Omos and Rollins, Sweet Pete, SGG, and Dip. The Tatum, Jalen, Horford of the Ringer Wrestling Crew. Dip is Horford because he's apparently on a minutes restriction when it comes to potting. <laughs> I was is listening this Al to Al Horford. That's right. <laughs> Hello. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was listening to Tuesday's Cheap Pete and agree that Omos needs a big win. Uh, I think Seth also needs momentum going into Night of Champions. The best way to achieve is to have Omos go over at Backlash. Maybe MVP helps his heel managers do. Then Omos and Rollins meet again in the semifinals of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. It becomes a big hill for Rollins to climb as Omos holds a victory over him, the only time they've squared off. Rollins beats Omos. Omos, got, Omos gets pissed. Hits him with a couple of double-handed choke slams after the match. Rollins goes into the final banged up, but still manages to beat Cody or Finn or whoever to win the title. Classic face booking. What are your tees? I like it. Initially, I was going to say, when he said that, you know, Omos needs a win, but Rollins need momentum. My initial thought was Rollins can get the momentum in the tournament. And then he laid out exactly how Rollins gets that momentum in the tournament. Um, so I'm with it. I, I like it a I lot. Would, I, no I, notes from me. Okay, agreed. I, I think it's yeah, a I like great it. point. But I, I, I think, you know, I was pretty much under the impression that Rollins is coming away with that belt. Yeah, I think we all are. Yeah. So, which I'm fine with. Mage, I love it. And then, I don't know. I, I Unfortunately, we'll, I, I will probably never again get that champion versus champion match with Rollins and Ro with Roman and Rollins, which is what is... Which would be great, lead, you know, something leading up to those two, but because they're not going to unify the belts again, so for a while. Yeah, so. I mean, the only anyway. way we could get that champion versus champion match is if Triple H, you know, does a brand warfare kind of deal at some point. Um, maybe bragging rights, but definitely not at Survivor Series. I want you both to stay mage, okay? Take care. Enjoy yourself. M -m 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 mail. Christopher says, hey, send you guys a bunch of emails. Wanted to reach out again. I love the Friday something shows. I know a lot of people are picky and annoyed when the whole crew isn't there. Or you don't have a guess, but the thing I love about the Friday show is that it feels more personal. The Friday something shows make it seem like I'm sitting down having a conversation, though technically it's one way since I'm a podcast <laughs> with a friend and just, hang <laughs> excuse me, just hanging out. It's the perfect pod going into the weekend. I love the format of you just doing a mailbag and shooting the shit for 40 minutes. Just thought I'd share more positive feedback on the Friday show. I truly enjoy them when it's just you winging it and taking some mail. Feels really authentic, fun, and relaxed. Thanks for all the content you produce and being mage. Keep up the great 
work. What a great guy. You know what? He's you're, you're, you're absolutely right, sir. The, the Friday show is the exact right vibe for the, for the weekend. It's what it's meant to do. It's meant to take you there. Cause a lot of times not, not a ton has happened between Tuesday when we record this episode and Friday. I mean, if there's a big AEW thing, but you know, we don't do a ton of NXT. We don't do a ton of AEW. So between Raw and SmackDown, between Tuesday and Friday, not always a ton to do. So we just try to have fun. Uh, let's see. Bill writes us. Mail. PD boy, Philly Greg and Hollywood dip. I have some hot takes to share that are probably only relatable to those with a life. But before we get to that, listener since episode one, Funny enough, I was on a wrestling hiatus at that point that started after Mania 17 when I was getting ready to head to college. The podcast had a hand in bringing me back. And I must say, the non-wrestling talk is just as good as the wrestling chatter. I am not Jewish, but grew up in suburban Pennsylvania, not far from Dip and the current home of SGG. And my neighborhood was predominantly Jewish, and thus all of my friends growing up were as well. I love the culture to this day. In fact, my lady life partner, and soon to be baby mama did ancestry.com and found out she was 50% Ashkenazi unbeknownst oh, wow. to her since then, 50%, I introduced- that's a strong percentage to hold on. Unbeknownst. No, that's a great point. It's <laughs> a strong percentage. That just means one of your parents lied to you straight up. Straight I mean, up. That's, that's, that's wild. Since then I've introduced her to Yiddish uh, and hosted some satyrs and prepared some briskets. On top of that, our oldest dog is about to turn 13 and I'm throwing him a bark mitzvah. And I love bagels, sesame, light cream cheese, tomato slice, poached egg, lox, mage. Also, I'm a CPA. If that adds any credence, with with Rocky and Bear both about to turn thirteen, should we have like a I think double? a bark mitzvah? Is, sounds fire. I mean, listen, I did, I did a bar mitzvah. I at least said, I at least did a pretend bar mitzvah for Bear when he was what, like two. You know, I in dog years. Yeah, but now with these two old. Knezzer dogs, maybe we should. Bark mitzvah sounds mage. <laughs> I mean, this 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 Gentile's doing one. I, the, I feel like I should. He's put me onto a great idea. He did. <laughs> I mean, he's he Jewish did. adjacent. He did. Fifty percent gets you Jewish adjacent, I think, right? Well, th- but that's only his wife. So he's he's actually. But that's 50, the right he, half. He, so it's a Jace esque. That's but it's not him. That's half it's of the him. right half. But it's their dog child. Oh, for the dog, for the dog. Yeah. yeah. So it's half of the of right, the right half. half. The dog's 25% Jewish, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering why I didn't call her my wife, I was married before and went through a divorce. My new lady and I, who also went through one, have chosen not to go down that path again. Just more relatable po- podcast content, <laughs> I suppose. Life after divorce can be even more mage. That's, that's correct. By the way, I have another podcast coming soon for that. Don't you worry, sir. Do, do you more. really? Oh, I do. There's more. There's more in the pipeline when it comes to the post-divorce talk. I I actually, I actually, I, I brought this up. On Are we getting the, exclusive uh, right now on GP? No, I think I brought this up on the Friday something with T to the G, or maybe it was off the air. But I, I actually believe that whatever podcast I end up settling here on about the off topic stuff, the, the relationship, uh, divorce, you know, sex, challenging issues, addiction podcast kind of thing. I think that is going to become more mage than any of my previous podcasts. That's my personal hunch. I could be wrong, though. I've been wrong before. I think you're right, though, right? Because that is that is the most relatable. 
It, it's it's the least niche of everything yeah. I do. Yeah. And yet it is still niche. It's like it's like a thing that everybody feels is niche to them. But not but it's everybody. Yeah, but I mean relationships though is a wide net. Very wide. Very wide. And especially like when you start getting into trouble and problems and finding happiness and things like that. I mean, God, such a high percentage of people are dealing with that. And I would say almost a hundred. Like, cause you're either yeah. dealing with it now or you're dealing with it later or you dealt with, or it, you before, dealt with it or you already dealt with it, but it's there. All right. Then he gets to the wrestling takes. Uh, I said, as much as I love the rumble and look forward to it every year, the exact reason why dip felt the stories leading up to mania were lacking. Think about it. The main events, men and women are title matches with no backstory other than one person won the rumble and now gets to challenge for the belt. It's not personal. This is a similar problem to the money in the bag briefcase uh, conundrum. It becomes more of an al albatross and less story. Uh, hate to say it, but Liv Morgan has go home heat with me. I think she may be the single most annoying person that gets significant camera time every week. Camera time every week. The quote extreme character is lame and her in ring is so unbelievable that it feels like any mage woman gets buried by losing her. Should have turned her heel when feuding with Rhonda. Her push is due to thirsty weirdos on social media. And I honestly think she plays into it, but hey, whatever works. Ouch. That is uh, the, whoa. AEW cannot be enjoyed by anyone with a life. And I say this as someone who has never seen a single episode of it, but follows it on the fringe. Who has time to know people from New Japan or the Indies or TNA or anywhere else? And I'm sorry to say, but Tony Khan cannot be Vince McMahon if he can't speak on the mic or credibly be inside a wrestling ring. Uh, he wrote parentheses. It's called Ico Pro, my guy. I also don't get the obsession with John Moxley and blood. And brace yourselves. MJF is wildly overrated. He's a little much with the character, and I find the leaning on swearing and promos to be a crutch. I am by no means a Mormon, but a good wrestling <laughs> promo needs to find a way to exist without certain words. That's the art. It's like a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up. Extra points for being entertaining while also clean. Some find family-friendly wrestling boring, but it's good business, and you can't deny a $9 billion valuation. Finally, Troy is not a hero. He can live his life however he chooses, <laughs> but don't insult the guys you were friends with growing up who had sex drive. <laughs> this guy. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. By the way, I thought this guy was harsh enough by coming after MJF. Now he's going after T to the G. <laughs> yeah. This guy's wild. All right, yeah. sorry. He goes, um, don't insult the guys you were friends with for growing up who had a sex drive. They're not villains for wanting to be physical with girls. Be... Be you without dumping on others. Let's unite and not further divide, Troy. The People who like sex <laughs> can coexist the same with those who don't. That's it. Enjoy yourself. Bill T. <laughs> the fucking nerve to say let's unite <laughs> after, after the destruction. Taking a flamethrower to everything. <laughs> and every <laughs> oh, Bill, please, even... please be in the Discord, Bill. I hope you're in the yeah, Discord. Bill, Bill that, you are, that was a very entertaining email. Now... <laughs> Now, I will say this. Remember, when we talked about Troy the Goy's promo, we did clearly say it was, it was a heel promo. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's almost the exact same, slightly different, but it's almost the exact same as like, you know, straight edge society. You take something that should be good. I think we all would agree that being disciplined with the way you view sexuality or like approaching women, I think we all would agree discipline is great. But when you take it to extremes like Troy the Goy did in his promo is when it starts to come off as heel work. So 
I think we already sort of established yeah. that. It's you like just, the planet champion, uh, Daniel Bryan. He was right. We we need to save. We do need to save the planet. Exactly. But you don't gotta go. You know what I mean? You don't have. There's a way to go about it. I don't even know. Just like where you, to go. Bill, you made some decent points, but <laughs> it's a way to go by now. You were the heel. But Bill, I mean, please be lip. in the Discord. If you're not, screenshot yeah, screenshot me this email, and I will personally send you an invite to the Discord. You need to be a part of this community. Here, I'm going like to send it to you. Hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, Bill, geez, Louise, yeah, Papa took a torch to the whole cheap heat. There's a whole section of the cheap heat universe that is in it's rubble right now. I mean, he's, you know what? Let's just go to the Black Power Rangers. Yeah. Oh, black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black. All right. I think I can predict where SGG is going to go with his pick for the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you predicted Trinity Fatu, you are right. Um, after almost a year. I'll tell you what I didn't predict was her landing spot. Yeah. I don't think I predicted that either. But I will say this. She returned to wrestling um, at an Impact event in Chicago. Coincidentally, CM Punk was also at this event in Chicago last week. Um, no word on whether or not he was asked to leave, but that's neither here or there. We're talking about Trinity. Um, and the knockouts division is, I think, a, a good spot for her to hone the craft and like basically show the world that maybe she was underutilized or or, or not used properly in WWE. I mean, Impact has traditionally been a spot that turned careers around for a lot of people. You know, Drew McIntyre went to Impact. Uh, Christian Cage went to Impact. Kurt Angle went to Impact. Had a big impact. So, you know, hopefully, maybe... Don't forget about what it did for Tyson Tomko. <laughs> Let's all forget about what it did for Tyson Well, hopefully it does the same for Trinity uh, Fatu, who made her return to Impact. Um, no no word on how long she's going to be there, but I think we're all going to enjoy enjoy what she ends up doing over there. So she's my pick for this week's Black um, Power Rankings. So I'm, I'm happy for uh, Trinity... Um, she's a wonderful person. I am very surprised by this. It just seems like you'd think AEW had to be on the table, right? Yeah, I think so. And there's some intriguing matchups for her in AEW as well. But, but I mean, do you think it's a softer landing spot to go to Impact in the sense that, I mean, listen, Impact just had Mickey James in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. Right. Making the move over there is not as aggressive a move as going to AEW. Now, it also has great schedule and a whole bunch of things that make it easy and 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 a nice place to be. And let's be honest too. I mean, historically, and I'd say even right now, their women's division fact. is taken a little bit more seriously over at, at Impact. Possibly that is true. Possibly more seriously than That's, WWE. That is true. Some people they, would argue. They have so. the great Gail Kim over there. It's not a bad who's spot. Always been a really positive force on that division. Um, that's very, very, that's a good point. Uh, for my black power rankings, I want to give it to our very own Brian H. Waters, who has stepped up again to fill in for the physically vacationing H. Troy. I mean, he says it's a work thing. Is it? We don't know. We, yeah, we have no idea. Well, Brian already, you can <laughs> already hear work. him on he Wednesday Worldwide every week. <laughs> He pops up on other people's podcasts as a guest to show support. He's just a great guy, supporter of the wrestling uh, 
wrestling community, generally speaking, and he does a great job for us. So, uh, Brian, congratulations. Uh, your check is in the mail. <laughs> it's a gift card. The gift We're sending you a gift card to the Ponderosa Steakhouse. So enjoy yourself. Thank you. Thank Get you. some pull-apart bread on us, okay? Will do. It's, a, it's an e-gift card, so check your job. Um, check your you know, job I, I feel, and I feel bad. Uh, I didn't get to an email that was actually pretty good, guys. Um, it, I'll say this on the way out. Well, before we go, can I? I want to throw a shout out to mail. Yeah, sure. Not this is not mail, but I just want to throw a shout out to my boy Scott Yeager. He has an event coming up this Sunday. He's promoting an event, co-promoting it with the the Boca Raton Championship Wrestling. If you watch the challenge and listen to the Challenge Mania podcast, you know Scott. And the main event of of that event that he's co co-promoting is Mark Long versus Matt Cardona. Now, everybody knows Ooh. the one thing. King of the Indies. The, the quote-unquote king of the Indies versus the king of, of the challenge and the, the challenge godfather. So um, it should be a fun match. Mark, I've been seeing him get, you know, he's at WWE events a lot. He's in the audience, but he's had some matches. He was at Mania, wasn't he? He was at Mania. He was at, he was at SummerSlam, I believe. He was at NXT recently. He's, he's, he's buddies with Grayson Waller. Uh, great guy, Grayson Waller. Um, but yeah, Mark is actually, I feel like he missed his calling. To, to follow the Miz to the WWE and get in the ring, but well, maybe he found it. Yeah, he's he's like fifty though, so that part Listen, that part's tough. That's a great story. DDP actually, you know what? I take it back though too, because DDP jumped in the ring at a time that people would consider late, and he had a he had a fantastic career as well. So, I mean, listen, at fifty years old, you could pull off a five year run. Yeah, that's true. Especially if if you know you have the other things down, which I think you know you hand him a mic, he's good to go. So yeah, if you're in the Florida area, Boca Raton Championship Wrestling, uh, Mark Long versus Matt Cardona, put him All right, that's put him in the dirt, Mark. Do what you got to do. Wow. Oh my god, male. Wow, you're really going after Matt Cardona. That's the king of the Indies right there. Yeah, the crowd was the crowd's going down. So um, Matt wrote us and just said, "Dear Dip Guy Pete," um, <laughs> Did he just tried to come by. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Dip Guy Pete actually is. It's pretty good. Uh, can anyone tell me why this Brock Cody storyline is happening or why Brock turned heel? I've been waiting for weeks for any kind of reasoning behind it. And again, last night, nothing. All we need is a little something. Cody won the rumble and Brock didn't. Cody took the last egg, everything bagel at catering. Something. Did I miss something? Cody because at this seasoning. point, it seems like they're intentionally avoiding any kind of storytelling. What are your teas? Matt from Parts Unknown. Matt's not wrong. Matt is not wrong. Um, some motivation from Brock would be would be nice, even if it's as simple as as a, a wink and a nod from Heyman. Like, well, I was not gonna like you know something. We got it. We we had we got nothing. It's gonna be a good match, but he's he's right in that. You know, the we needed at least a a, a sprinkle of a story. Right. Uh, I, I'm with you. Hopefully something gets revealed on Saturday, but yeah, we're heading into a match in which aside just someone being nasty, there's not really anything there, but like, fortunately these guys are both so mage that everyone wants to see it. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's a good, that's a good email right there. Uh, everyone uh, we will talk to you in a couple of days. Uh, we've been told that we m- might be off this Friday. Uh, I'm seeing whether that's Friday? happening or not. I think it's this Friday. I thought it was right, Brian. Further down. Uh, I haven't heard anything. I'm off Friday. 
It was May 22nd what? to the 26th. Oh, I was wrong? So why is Troy off today? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Maybe Troy's on trial. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great point. We'll, All right, well, we'll figure that out. At a, we'll figure that out at a later date. Oh, sorry. So then we will be on for Friday this week. And I'm working on a, I believe I have a very made Friday for next week. A one-on-one interview I've been trying to get for a long time. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'll, I'll have that locked up in the next oh, couple of days. Who is it? Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I can't tell you. I'll, I'll just give you a hint. It's someone, uh, this will give it away for you, but it's someone that I've been right about from the very beginning. Oh, wow. I'll just say that. It's a, it's a big one. That is it's a big, big one. one. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we get that locked in. Uh, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Don't forget the Discord, um, which you can find on Twitter. If you've never been, you go to twitter.com slash stay mage and it's there. Um, and uh, as you do me a favor and, and stay made yourself and enjoy yourself P and, and enjoy that, that private it's feast. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.